0: Hey, today we got a good one. We've got a local business owner, of course, and uh, someone who's been here a long time. We've got John Hernandez from H Wheel and Tire, and he is going to talk a lot about. What he's seen Conroe evolve into from what it was and some of the facelift he's seen from just upgrades and different things like that and the, the influx of people, of course, through the growth. He's he's very excited about the future and just how he got into this business and how he's just comes from a family of hard workers, work ethic, entrepreneurs, just he's got it in his DNA. And it's fun to watch the passion he has for it. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Bridge Podcast where we are connecting commerce with community. And I've got a great business owner here in Conroe. I've got John Hernandez from H Wheel and Tire. Welcome, sir.
1: Hi, thank you. It's always a pleasure uh, meeting good people like you and uh, getting a chance to uh, invite us over and speak about our business. Thank yeah, you.
0: Man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good to meet new people always and I like to create this environment where uh, we get a little bit of a peek behind the curtain to into your <laughs> life that we might not ordinarily get to see right, if we're right. a customer. of Behind yours. the scenes. Yeah, we're going to get a little behind the scenes. Hopefully not a blooper session, but okay, uh, okay. but yeah, behind the scenes. Uh, one thing I thought of that was just kind of off the cuff uh, on my way over here, I was thinking, man, tell us something kind of interesting about you that, that we don't know, that a lot of people don't know. Like, is there something about you that's kind of different, interesting, unique, that that you like to do or about you or your past that you want to share?
1: Well, let me tell you a little bit about myself because I am pretty much business hardwired since I was a young, young kid. Uh, Uh, I remember as a a four or five year old playing with cash registers and money. And, uh, at 12 years old, that's when I was a a young infant. But when I was at 12 years old, I wanted a swimming pool from Walmart so bad because you know, the hot summer days. But, uh, I told my father, instead of buying me a $500 swimming pool, To let me borrow the 500, we went to Houston, bought a truckload of watermelons, and started selling watermelons. That was my first business at 12 years old with my brother. He was 11, and off of First Street and Lewis Street— and uh, we were just there selling watermelons, and guess what? We multiplied that money way more times than just wow. the 500 So not only did we start the business, but also had a swimming pool and had a little bit of pocket change.
0: Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> you kind of took that beyond any expectations your dad might have had for sure. Like, oh, yeah, he was you, proud. You were thinking swimming pool, and then then it kind of shifted into, come on, turn this into an empire. <laughs> and we're going to get not only a swimming pool, but some other stuff. Well, um, so you have your, your business. How long have you been in Conroe with uh, H Wheel and Tire?
1: In business, I started it when I was 20 years old, back in uh, January 1st, 2002. It was originally called Hernandez Tires, until we incorporated it and made it an S-Corp, mm-hmm. in which we kept the H, that's why it's H, wheel, and tire, mm-hmm. and we incorporated it back in 2005.
0: Okay, okay. And you've been lifelong Conroe guy? I Born mean, and raised. So... Why start this business? Like, why? Why this kind of business? Why? Have you always
1: just been a, a car guy, or? Well, you know, I've always been into the car scene, but uh, truly and honestly, the property which is located off of two two four North Fraser was purchased by my mother and father in nineteen ninety seven, mm-hmm. and it was my mother's idea that she mentioned to myself and said, "Hey, John, you need to open up a tire store." I was looked at her like, "What do you <laughs> mean by a tire store?" Yeah, like sell tires or use tires to do something. I was like, Mom, I don't even know where a spare tire is located. Why would you say this is a great place for a tire shop? Well, you got one at the north end and you got one at the south end, but we have nothing in the middle. Instead of calling it a downtown, she used to say it in the middle middle. of the city. So that's how it all came up.
0: Wow. So you just, you were born to be in the tire business, I guess, (laughs) or she thought so anyway. I don't know if you did, but, um, so along the way, so you started this business, you know, 20 years ago and along the way, you've come across some pretty good leaders in your, in your day. I would think you've at least kind of from afar noticed some things about people that you admired or respected. Talk about maybe anybody that helped you like anybody you considered a mentor. I mean, a leader that you try to emulate in your business.
1: Well, aside from God being our, our our principal founder, we have our parents, and I say we because I include my brother because he's my fifty percent owner. But uh, uh, my mom and dad have always been the the backbone to us. You know, they they brought us up with uh, good Christian beliefs. Um, they told us not to steal. They told us you know the proper way to grow up. You mm-hmm. know, and and how to be, be righteous and not uh, take any cut any corners. You know, so I can say that. Those were my mentors, my first mentors, right? Obviously, once you start the business, I had no one mm-hmm. whatsoever to to guide me or help me or try to, you know, give me some business advice or, you know, when you're in business, it's not just business. It's your emotions get involved, too, you know, because now that you're depending on your own, mm-hmm. you know, now you got to worry about how to pay the rent, the yeah. light bill, the water bill, you know, and stuff like that. But uh, as, you know, God is good and as time progressed i have ran into uh, a few people that like for example orlando saldaña he was an adjunct professor of u of h Mm. and met him at the age of 24 years old and i told him my dream what my goal was to to one day open up a big tire store and uh man he was very i was very grateful to meet him and he's one of my biggest influence influencers to get me to where i'm at now
0: wow really well that's cool i mean it's good to hear you talk about because i know we're not that far apart in age. I'm a little older. We won't get into that. Uh, but but kind of from our generation, I would say, you know, it's it's nice that it's common that people look to their parents as, as those leaders and those mentors and yes, those coaches sir. along the way, thankfully. And, and now I wonder – are we getting away from that? You know, it seems like society is less and less about that. But right. um, I know you have two daughters, and you're you're pouring into them, and you're leading them, and mentoring them as so, much as I can. So we're doing it. We're doing it the right way. Hopefully, we're trying. <laughs> hopefully, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. So any any advice to yourself, a, a younger version of yourself, like if you could look back, you're you now, yeah, yeah. and you look back. So you said you didn't have a whole lot along the way starting out. Never have. My, so my, what, yeah, what advice would you have for your younger it, self?
1: You know, and it also comes from my parents. You know, they both came as immigrants back in 19... My father came in 1979. Okay. My mother came in 1980. I was born off of 1st Street in 1981. And uh, with the Ronald Reagan, Reagan mm-hmm. amnesty, they were able to become residents, which now they're both U.S. citizens, mm-hmm. you know. and uh, um, But they, it's very... very very difficult to say because I I felt as a young man when I started the business that I I looked around for help and I have no one to help me you know yes my mom and dad were there physically but you you wish sometimes that you had somebody that can guide you and kind of give you some type of encouragement you know listen this is what you need to do this you need to be patient so if I can go back and tell myself as a 20 year old what to do is to be patient i'm the type of guy that like to go and get it you know and, and and work as hard as i can because i have those good strong genes work ethic genes in me yeah. but if i could tell myself one thing is to calm down be patient and you know let god and you work and he works in mysterious ways yeah. so let him guide you and uh he always lead you to success
0: yeah and i don't know i mean 20 year olds you hear that now you know you you need to be uh Little more patient, most likely, but we didn't grow up in so much of a microwave society, you know. I mean, a little bit, but now it's like every every thumb click has has some information and some High return. Speed, yeah, so we don't really have to be patient, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. unfortunately. But no, I like that advice because patience can be one of those virtues that you like carry your whole life. It's not just for young people, know. and and so you probably you and I probably still battle with some of that today. Yes, um, we do. So you mentioned your brother you and him work together 50/50 in this deal and it's turned out to be a I mean a profitable exploding business everybody knows who it is where it is and uh, what are you most proud of about just kind of where it sits today like who who that's become what that's become
1: Well who would ever thought that Connor was going to get to the to the position we are now you know you know fast growing city in in Montgomery County and uh, we're just in the center of it all, you yeah. know. We, we have a quarter of an acre in downtown. It used Downtown used to be just a square. And mm-hmm. then it just, you know, since it grew, you know, we're now considering downtown. And uh, we have a precious piece of property that uh, it's in our family now and we plan to keep. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that being said, that to me, it's one of the, the beginning grounds to what we just uh, are, did just now and in twenty. 22 which we built the second location off the northeast side of conroe as well so i don't think we're going anywhere from Conroe anytime soon (laughs) sounds
0: like you're expanding and multiplying and you've got some girls behind that are going to get to experience some of that legacy too which is really cool yeah 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 so talk about conroe i mean let's let's dig in a little bit to what I mean what kept you here like what you know you grew up here but not everybody stays where they no, grew up right no. so
1: what kept you here what do you like most bunch of my friends if not all of them took off they said Conroe was lame Conroe there's nothing to do uh there's we do. there's no money in right? Conroe <laughs> oh we sure did there's no money in Conroe but uh, you know deep down inside you know being aside from it being my hometown I had a vision and, you know and most entrepreneurs like myself we have visions you know we don't know how long it's going to be for that goal, mm-hmm. to, for us to accomplish that goal. But I felt and understood that, uh, Connor was one day going to grow and be a larger city, and that's what I thought as a young twenty-year-old. So when I graduated in high school in two thousand, I was eighteen years old, and uh, just like most other kids, you know, they want to live, uh, you know, a crazy wild life, mm-hmm. and it's understandable. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're at that age where you're you're full of energy, mm-hmm. and. Uh, full of dreams but uh i felt that i didn't have to go anywhere for some odd reason i felt that this was my hometown this is my city and it was going to grow to be what it is now no i had no idea but we did have the uh vision that it was going to grow and it's steadily still growing
0: it is i mean just look around and and I mean, five years from now, who knows, uh, you know, you you probably have a vision for that too as to what it's <laughs> going to look like, but it's, it's turning into, you know, a little, a little Houston, you know, almost it's getting really populated. What first or second, maybe second fastest growing city in the country. Yes, and uh, yes. that's good news for business owners, <laughs> oh, I mean, yes. uh, you know, and, and your second location is going out into an area where I think is definitely expanding for residential oh, uh, developments. Yes, sir. Um, so what do you, we got a little bit going on down here downtown. You like some of this local uh, festivities with all the, uh, the stuff going on? Uh, you got to, you going to go hang out downtown this
1: weekend? Every time there's, they close the roads, you know, by no means. I actually like it, you know, because that's oh, yeah. telling me that there's outsiders that'll be coming in. And what I mean by outsiders, there's probably people that normally don't come in a normal basis to the downtown area. But I, I believe it's a market that's been, it's going to be going on this weekend. And, you know, it, it makes me happy to know that. Now there's people coming into downtown Conroe. You know, I always mention this to everyone that my my whole life, and when I mean my whole life, from 20 up to probably five years ago, my back was to downtown. I'm facing Fraser Street. Mm-hmm. I figured if I'm going to get the business, it's going to be of a commercial, you know, Highway 75, which is mm-hmm. Fraser Street. Mm-hmm. But I never turned around. Mm. Five years ago or so, I happened to turn around, literally, and I'm just like, Wait a minute! What's going on back here? You know, yep. there's actually life going on here. You know, there's events going on. I mean, I, I think our city government is doing great of what they're doing now, and uh, you cannot stop growth.
0: No, no, you can't. We got. I mean, it's all about leadership, and, and we've got some good leadership, and 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 they've got vision, which it sounds like there's the right people are behind it and the direction yes. it's going. And uh, can you give <laughs> yeah. us sort of a twenty thousand foot view of what that? The top of the list, like what, what's one of the first things that you would try to implement? Beautification
1: of Fraser Street, okay. and I say that because if you go up and down North and South Fraser Street, you know, there's a little bit of a uh, road damage yeah. here and there, yeah. uh, maybe even some drainage issues in some areas, especially down by the, the Catholic Church mm-hmm. on on, uh, on Fraser Street. Uh, but beautification, you know, and it, it gives the city. The look that it deserves. You know, we work in the city, we live in the city, and we want people, folks, to come from all over the area, you know, from outside cities to come and and they can admire us at one point in time and not be like, oh, Connor is just an old country town. No, we've evolved, we've grown. From the north, the east, the south, the west. I mean, we're just steadily growing. And especially what we brought our industry, which is the wheel and tire industry, into that corner of Simonton and North Fraser. I mean, this was something that people had to go to Houston to get cool. the wheels and the tires. Yes, sir. And uh, we were the f- one of the very first ones to have a custom wheel shop, custom tire shop. And what I mean by that is not just have the standard light truck passenger tires, but exceed that, you know. And, and people that had 17-inch wheels can have 20-inch wheels. And people that have these lifted trucks, you know, they can put some 35s on and, and we can do so very easily. But uh, back in the year 2002, that did not exist. So, you know, it was far-fetched how or why you're going to bring expensive wheels if there's not that many people in Conroe and not many people are looking for that. But we had a different idea. We had a different mindset. As growing up, we were into the car scene, like I mentioned earlier. So I figured, what would I do as a person if I wanted some 19-inch wheels on my 323i BMW that I bought as soon as I graduated from high school? Mm. I had nowhere to go but Houston. Wow. You know? So we figured, why send people to Houston when we can offer the same great prices, best customer service, in town, in their hometown, without driving 30, 40 miles out of the city.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, so it seems like you need to probably give me the winning lottery numbers because <laughs> twenty years ago, it seems like you figured some stuff out way before other people did, and you saw that uh, coming down the road, and you were right. Um, so we're gonna get those lottery numbers when you leave before you leave. Um, no, so you know you're 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 well on your way to expansion, and you're. Who knows how many locations you're gonna have but um, what do you what do you want people to say uh, about you and your business and you like when you're kind of passing it on down the road right we're 30 40 years down the road and you're retired you're you know you're eating peanut butter and jellies on the fishing dock <laughs> you know fishing all day what do you want people to look back and, and, and say about you and the business that you built man
1: well, about the peanut butter, I don't think I will retire, and that's just being quite frankly. You know, cool. there's many ways to work. Um, I, I think one of the best things that uh, God put in us was a work, yeah. you know, mentality. You know, because if not, He would have created a nice little home for Adam and Eve, but oh, yeah. He didn't do none of that. So that teaches us that we have to work and strive and okay. for everything we have in our lives. But um, what do I see myself in the future as people look at me? I want them to, to keep on thinking the way they think now. They, mm-hmm. they, they know I'm honest, I know I'm loyal, they know that uh, I am i don't pick a side, you know, I'm, I'm even across the board, I don't care if you're yellow, green, or purple, yeah. you know, it just, to me, that doesn't matter. Yeah. We're all human beings, we all make mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and especially in the retail side, we're all looking for the deal, so, uh, I'm just that type of guy that I'm willing to work with each person. So when they see me, they'd be able to say, "Hey, that's that guy that when he had nothing, he's the same guy when he has something." So that being humble yeah. and stay and have that just being meek about yourself, it's it's great. It's to me, it's overwhelming at sometimes, you know, because mm-hmm. I could I could try to be somebody I'm not, but I can't do that, you mm-hmm. know. Till this day, yeah. till this day, you can go see me. And I was just checking some of the customers of flat tire just uh, probably a good 35, 40 minutes ago, (laughs) which I have guys that do that. But, you know, I I love what I do. Mm -hmm. I I enjoy it. And it's not a clean job. You know, I always told myself, if you wanted to be dressed nice and and work for an attorney or be an attorney, be a doctor, be something, you know. But I picked the tire and wheel industry.
0: Yeah, I mean... You don't look like you just changed the tire,
1: but you know maybe you're kind of like Superman.
0: You got like this little secret wardrobe and a phone booth that you change in. Uh, no, so as we kind of wrap up here, man, uh, you got any talk to the next generation out there, kids that are they don't really I'll say not I'm not gonna say all, but some of them that. What would you tell them about entrepreneurship and just building a business from the ground up? And like you said, patience earlier. But besides <clears throat> patience, what would you say to this generation now that maybe the first kind of sign of adversity, they, they
1: maybe change gears and shift gears? What do you, what do you have for them? I'm going to tell them like I tell my daughters. Hard work pays off. That's very a very key element. Hard work pays off. Now, like I tell my kids, and I want to tell any of the listeners out there, when is it going to pay off? That's a very good question. Yeah. I wish I had an answer. Yeah. I wish I could answer my own question, you know, when I first started, mm-hmm. you know. But in a nutshell, hard work, determination, punctuality, loyalty, you know, those are all things you, you, you do, that you have to integrate into your mindset, into your body, you know. And with that being said, you also got to put it into action. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of kids nowadays that that they see something on TV or they see something on their phone or on the internet, and they and they think that they can reach that level. You know, and there is some people that can reach that level, but, unfo- minutes, right? but unfortunately, not all of us can do that. Mm. You know, there's people that do five minutes. Well, it takes me 20 years to do. Yeah, you know, we're not blessed that way. You know, so um, hard work, dedication, be patient, and everything. In God's time will turn out fine, trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, really, I'm a living, living proof, proof of that. I was getting I'm a living proof of that. Yeah, so so it, you know, it, it's I, I, I'm proud when somebody younger than me is is doing or, or makes more money or has a better business. You know, at the same time, I respect anybody that's older than me, has a better business, and makes more money than me. It's not a competition, is what yeah, I'm trying to get there. Sure, yeah, you know, being rich is not about how much money you got stacked in the back in the bank, it's about. How you live your life, yeah. you know. There's people that have so much but could be miserable. They probably yeah. are miserable, right? You know, there's people that have less but they're very extremely happy. Sure. So to me, to me, numbers is it's it's a numbers game that we play at the retail side. But in my personal experience, it, it's not supposed to change anyone. Uh, so. Kids out there listening, please don't go off and, and devote and, and go for greed and love the money. Yeah. Love what you do. Enjoy what you do. Be passionate about it, mm-hmm. and you will be successful, successful. That's good.
0: No, that's real good. And so, yeah, I, I man, I, I think that a lot of people need to hear I think a lot of adults need to hear that. But for sure, like the the generation that's coming up is um, maybe gets a little frustrated sometimes, a little prematurely. and. And it's, it's important to look around your community, which is why we do this podcast, look around at people like you and look around at other leaders and, and just kind of understand they didn't they didn't wake up one day and, oh, no. and have a <laughs> multi-location business with their brother, you know, that's thriving. They didn't, that didn't happen overnight. So, uh, no, I appreciate you saying that for sure. And uh, I guess one last thing I want to ask you, um, what are you doing when you're not? Up to your elbows in grease, and you're not <laughs> over there under under a car or under
1: you know uh, doing payroll. What
0: what do you do when you're out just kind of on your own, just chilling?
1: Man, I, I'll tell you. Uh, I mentioned earlier that I'm hardwired into business. Mm-hmm. My brain just constantly doesn't stop. <laughs> my wheels don't stop spinning, man. It's just like, what can we do? What's trending? What can we buy to sell? And it's just one of those things that my wife tells me. Can you just relax? I'm like, I'm trying. But, you know, it's just, and it's not for the love of the money, and it's not for the greed. It's just like, like I told my wife, if I don't think about this, somebody else will. Yeah. You know, one day when we rest, we rest in this earth, I want to be the one that said, hey, I did it. Mm-hmm. I tried it. Mm-hmm. You know, in the cemeteries, they got, there's people out there that could have done things. You look at the cemeteries, there's so many dreams that never got accomplished. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they didn't try. Wow. They're scared to do so. Mm -hmm. And I'm not that. I don't want to be that person. Mm -hmm. I want to go down in history being like, hey, John, that crazy guy never stopped thinking. Yeah. Well...
0: Yeah, I was going to. Or ask trying. You, I was going to say, "What would you like to say about you?" But it sounds like he's never <laughs> relaxed. He's never not thinking about business. No, it's good, man. I appreciate you coming today. This has been a blessing for me. It's been an honor to get to meet you, and I, Thank I you. know it's been great for the audience. And uh, so, uh, till next time, he's been John Hernandez. We've been the Bridge Podcast. Stay connected. Welcome to another episode of the Bridge Podcast and connecting commerce with community as we always do. And we've got a great one today again. We've got Keith Kruger from the Branding Iron from 202 Main. His wife's got a salon here in Conroe. He is taking over Main Street almost. And so it's all it's awesome to hear how he kind of came from college to and back to Conroe eventually had this dna of entrepreneurship and and business owning and he's he's really raising up kids to be around that atmosphere and environment but we talk a lot about where he sees conroe going we talk a lot about his businesses and and the niche that he has and some of his expansion possibilities that are out there so i hope you enjoy this episode with keith Kruger. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Bridge Podcast, uh, connecting commerce with community. And we've got one of our great community leaders, one of our business owners here. We've got Keith Kruger. Welcome to the show, man.
2: Hey, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it's good to meet you, man. I heard a little bit about what you got going on. Just kind of started getting to know some of the things you got your hands in. And uh, so for the audience, man, tell them kind of how you came up through the ranks in in Conroe or where you're from and just kind of how you got into business and that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, so I was born and raised in uh, Conroe, so I've been here uh, my whole life pretty much. I ventured away uh, for college, but I didn't go far. I went to Stephen F. Austin in Nacogdoches, and uh, once I was done there, I decided to open my first business, and I opened it in Waco, and I, I, it was a business with uh, mobility products for elderly people, mm-hmm. and so I basically went to Waco because they had good demographics. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, that's where I started my first business and I was there for about three and a half, four years, and then moved back to Conroe and I opened uh, branding iron which basically we do screen printing and embroidery type wholesale stuff. Uh, and then we also have a men's goods store where we, uh, support local people and, uh, everything in the store is American made. Um, a lot of unique gifts, uh, unique handmade gifts, things like that. Um, so yeah, we started that. We really started the retail store when we moved to downtown. So we had like, you know, we felt like it was a a unique space for it. And we felt like there were so many, you know, antique shops or girls boutiques. We wanted to kind of have, you know, the men's boutique. So it's fun for me because, you know, it's all stuff that I like so uh everything everything that we put in there is something that you know we've found we know the you know the background of it we know where it's made and it's it's all unique it's not stuff that you're going to find really like at academy or something like that
0: how long you been how long when did you open branding iron we
2: opened in 2004
0: four okay been a while yeah so this the men's store is kind of a spin-off like is it right there in the same location okay i gotta check that out so man it's amazing what is going on around here that I don't know about. So yeah, I, that's why we do this show. I mean, there's probably I'm not the only one. Uh so we're trying to get that out there and let people know you're there. Um so you and I think you also got a real estate license and did that for a little bit and and so um you and your wife are both really business owners, entrepreneurs in the in the community. Um when you opened in 2004, man, talk about a little bit of kind of what the complexion of the city was like then versus now. I mean, we're talking almost 20 years later, like it goes without saying it's probably tripled in size, but talk about kind of how you watch that evolve.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's totally different. I mean, uh, the amount of people that are just flooding to this area is, is pretty crazy. Um, you know, I feel like when we first opened, you know, you had to have like, you know, your core group of customers and you just had to, it was all like re- repeat business yeah. over and over again. And, mm-hmm. uh, Now I feel like there's so many people here. You just, I mean, you're getting business, new business all the time, you know. So Mm -hmm. you still have to be dedicated to keeping, you know, your good customers and stuff like that. But the the influx is it's just, it's obvious everywhere, you know, how many people are moving to this area and need goods and services of all types, you know.
0: Man, and yeah, so I would think population alone, you've had to, maybe navigate some expansion. I don't know if you're considering expansion, if you've already done that over the years or what that even would look like. Cause I mean, obviously you got limited space in a, in a, on downtown main street or wherever, you know? And so, uh, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with not the city, not outgrowing you and, you know, trying to play catch up all the time?
2: Well, man, it is tough. I mean, it definitely is, but, uh, you know, we, we, uh, as a family, my mom works with me as well at Branding Iron and, We've been real committed to uh, downtown and the downtown area. So, as things have grown, we've just uh, we've tried to whatever we can to make it work uh, without you know outgrowing our space and things like that. It helps that we have a couple businesses down there on that block that you know we can kind of share use and mm-hmm. share storage and and things of that nature to uh, kind of navigate navigate the the growing and. You know things like that.
0: Yeah, give us give us an idea, sort of. So the branding iron, like, what's sort of the backbone of your business? I mean, obviously, like screen printing and different things like that. But do you have a a line that is maybe more in demand? And and do you, what's kind of your wheelhouse and your niche? Would you say?
2: Well, I think like we're we're really known for like the hats that we make, uh-huh. um, custom hats, and uh, and then the branding iron hats that we carry in the store. Um, a lot of people wear them. A lot of people buy our hats and then come back and say hey can you do a custom one like this for my business and things like that Mm -hmm. so uh, hats are definitely uh, definitely one of the main things that we do um, especially for wholesale customers we do anything I mean t-shirts we can do embroidered shirts all that kind of stuff really anything you put your name on yeah Uh, but that's you know I think right now too I mean just like the hat you're wearing I mean it's just a popular thing I mean especially with guys always compare it to like guys want certain hats kind of like girls want certain shoes you know and And you uh, can't have too many yeah exactly i mean i i know most of my customers in my house included i mean it's just i got shelves like overflowing with hats you know yeah so uh that's definitely one of the bigger things that we sell a lot of yeah
0: and yeah you got my wheels turning because i actually have another podcast separate from this one that i'm looking for somebody to help me with some branding stuff so it's good to good to have you in here the time the timing (laughs) might be perfect um yeah so so you've had some steady customers over and over like the same repeat customers so what are some places around here that would that come to you for i mean is it they just order bulk of of hats for the company uh are you doing like uniform shirts for people like how's that we do
2: we do a lot of stuff i mean for some of the biggest you know customers in the county like uh Bauer manufacturing that's out Mm -hmm. at the business park we do all their hats and everything Mm. Uh, a lot of their shirts and things like that um one of our biggest customers uh is aguila ammunition they're a big ammunition company they used to be headquartered here they're actually outgrew it and moved to houston but uh i mean luckily we still keep their business and they uh they're a huge customer of ours Mm. um but lots of different ones like that i mean it's the what I tell like our salespeople is like uh you know, every single person that you pretty much encounter is gonna need this kind of stuff in some way or, or another, you know. So it's uh it's an easy product to sell if you if you do a good job making it, you know.
0: Do you guys make so let's do you stitch on like the fishing shirts like uh-huh. that? You yeah. guys have those available too?
2: Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, we may have to cut this short. I'm gonna have to talk a little <laughs> business with uh no with Keith. But uh so okay, so that – is kind of the core bulk of what you're doing. Yeah. That's how we
2: started and everything. And and when we moved downtown, uh, shoot, I guess it's been about five years. That's when we started the retail stuff. And, uh, it's just kind of evolved from there. Yeah. And it, it was unique. I mean, I didn't know really how it was going to go. I mean, I just kind of knew I wanted to do it. And, uh, It's been really good for, you know, both sides of the business. They kind of complement each other, you know? Yeah. Like I said, people come in and they get excited about the products we have, and then it naturally transitions into, hey, we could also make this for your business or your team or, you know, whatnot. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, help me understand how you get into this. Because, I I mean, obviously there's probably a lot of those type of companies in Conroe, right? There's screen printers, there's embroider places. So you come out of college and you, you know, you move back after Waco, you move back here. Um, like you're thinking, man, I've always dreamed of owning <laughs> a, an embroidery screen print hat place. Well, talk about how you got into that, man.
2: Well, really, uh, my, uh, my roommate from college, he had worked at a, uh, at a place during college. I mean, you know, obviously college, you need t-shirts for everything. Yeah. So he had worked there and, uh, kind of like managed the place, you know, was kinda the main printing person there doing everything. Um and so, you know, I had experience of running another business and so we just started talking about it and that's how we got into it. And he's like, Man,
0: this doesn't look that hard. We could <laughs> we could do this. And yeah. then you get into it. It's just like anything else from oh, afar yeah. it looks easy and you get into it and realize, oh there's numbers, there's ledgers, <laughs> there's there's accounting, there's payroll. Oh yeah, uh, so all right so are you you've always considered you mentioned you owned another business at one time so you you consider yourself just kind of you want to be your own boss
2: pretty much I've never worked for anybody else since since college so
0: that's a beautiful thing um, that's good that you can do it not everybody can do it and the people that want to tell some of the, like the audience that were that are listening maybe there's a, a group of guys out there that are considering something you know to go out on their own I mean what what do you I don't know what advice would you give them if they don't think that they're an entrepreneur they don't feel like they're minded that way what would you say to them
2: man I would just say to uh, to jump you know to, to go for it you know bet on yourself um, you know nobody's gonna work as hard for you as you're gonna work for you you know and uh, I think yeah I think there's a lot of people that they've for whatever reason they're doing whatever they're doing in their walk of life and it's never occurred to them to maybe do anything entrepreneurial uh, or to actually figure out what it takes, but I think the the biggest step is just to to do it. You know, yeah. Um, you know, everything else will kind of fall in place. You know, as long as you're as long as you're pushing forward and and making sure to you know ask for help and ask ask for advice and definitely lean on whoever you can yeah. uh, for advice and help along the way because I mean you're gonna need it for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, it's definitely not all, it's not all, uh, perfect or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's like anything else in life. I mean, you got to work at it and there's days that you're like, why the hell am I doing this? You know? Yeah. And, uh, there's other days though, when you're like, man, this is pretty cool. You know? Well, and you come
0: over on a Friday to do this because you can, right. And you don't have to clock out. Um, yeah. So I think guys are, I would say, too, to your point, like if you can identify what you're passionate about and then find gaps in an area of need, like maybe there's a need and there's nobody feeling and that lines up with your passion like there go do it. Because honestly, if you love doing it, you're probably going to make it work. Yeah. And and I don't own a business, but I will tell you, it's been on my mind lately. And so maybe that was that was for me to just do it, you know. And But there's a lot of fear associated with it and uncertainty. But you started early enough where you could have been a little riskier probably, and you jumped in and did it, and it just kind of took off. But um, are you uh, – so how is it – let me get a little personal here. Sure. You and your wife own these businesses together. Uh-huh. How's the dynamic? Like, for those of us that wonder if we could really work with our spouse, like, how does that work out? Like, do you see each other all the time, every day, or do you try to carve out (laughs) time for yourselves?
2: She stays pretty busy. I mean, she still still does hair, has a lot of her own clients and things like that. So she stays really busy with that. And then we have two kids as well, so she's busy, you know, running them around a lot of times too. And so... It's 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 not like we're we're nonstop like working side by side and all this stuff. So uh, she's got her deal, you yeah, got your exactly. deal, and then we come back and huddle up. Yes, right? Exactly.
0: Very nice. Very. How old are your kids?
2: Uh, my daughter's well, she just turned fifteen yesterday, hmm. and then my son is uh, eleven.
0: So. Nice. Okay uh dynamics of parenting and running a business like (laughs) they're learning the business i would think and maybe even helping out occasionally yeah they do a little bit Uh, yeah yeah so do you uh you guys i don't know talk to the audience a little bit about because there's a lot of people that probably in the same situation like are you are you intentionally trying to get them to learn now granted the younger one maybe not quite there but 15 like it's time to maybe learn about debits and credits and yeah. you know payables and receivable like I don't know do you get intentional in that way at all
2: yeah we do uh, a little bit I mean she is uh, involved in a ton of stuff too so you know she stays uh, she stays pretty busy um, with school and uh, she's in the academy and she's in band and theater oh, so wow. she's going a lot too but we've talked about it and we're uh, we're trying to get it to where she could pick up some shifts and stuff at 202 and you know start learning you know what it takes to you know have a job and things like that and but no she's definitely geared that way a little bit too so we'll see really but uh yeah we'll just see but I mean the main thing with the family and uh and the businesses is we just try to uh still do a lot of stuff together so like even if I have to be up there working you know I was there last night because we had the thirsty Thursday thing in downtown and uh we just had the kids come up there and they hung out and, you know, they're they just involved in it, you know, so. That's awesome. Um, and lucky for me, they're uh, both of them are very passionate about the theater. Mm, and so I'm right, it's right next there. door to it. That's right there. And so uh, a lot of times their extracurricular activities are being at the theater. So we're right there and if I got to check on business, I, I can and still, you know, get back to whatever they're doing as well.
0: Very nice. Very nice. So we'll we'll assume you didn't nudge them into theater just because it was convenient right next door.
2: <laughs> I didn't. I mean, that was kind of the reason we first We didn't. It. We didn't balk <laughs> at it. We weren't going to fight it. Yeah. yeah. We, we put my daughter in a class over there, and then uh, my son wanted to do it too, and then he ended up liking theater even more than my daughter. Oh, wow. So, I mean, they both love it, but he's, he's very passionate about
0: That's it. That's so. cool. Well, so do you have a presence at all, or I don't know kind of how the the, the fair works i mean i'm sure there's a lot of hoops to jump through and red tape to get a place out do you ever take any products out there have you ever been involved at, uh, with the fair with the businesses out there The montgomery county yep. fair. Yep. uh
2: no not with the businesses now i've had a cook-off team out there for okay. like 12 years i think oh wow um, so we have two teams out there and uh so we're always involved in the cook-off portion of it.
0: Okay. I didn't know how it worked. I see a lot of people selling stuff out there, so I didn't know. It's probably pretty competitive or, uh, you know. There yeah. might be some politics involved in that like everything else. But um, so Conroe, let's talk about Conroe. You grew up here, went away for a little bit. Um, axum jacks right is that what they say okay all right you got it i i I grew up in oklahoma but i'm a texan and so i i I know that that's what they say at least uh (laughs) so when you came back talk about conroe man what why come back why do you love it i mean everybody grows up somewhere and they have a hometown but i mean they don't always move back so why
2: uh man i don't know i just have always been uh been attached to this place i mean you know it's just always been home i mean and it's uh you know it's a it's a bigger town that has a small town feel so mm-hmm. i mean you know it has everything that you need you know you can get to any type of amenities that you want around here but uh the people are you know super friendly super helpful um it's just a community that really comes together like i mean better than any community that i've ever ever seen mm-hmm. you know i mean i've had you know over the years, various tragedies that have happened to, you know, myself or friends and, and this community always rallies around them. Wow. Um, you know, good example is, you know, Buster Bowers who had yep. country catfish, you yep. know, uh, I mean, this community came together helped raise money for them and he always helped everybody out yeah. and, and when in, his family needed help, people were there to help him And, uh, I just always felt that from this place and, uh, and I love being a part of it, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I, I could never imagine going back to my hometown just because, every you know, everything was so just small, and it's like you're trying to get out of there. But Conroe's a little different beast. Like, it's not just a little podunk. Now, maybe it used to be a little more country, but, yeah. like, people leave and come back, and it's like there's jobs, there's growth, there's commerce, there's yeah. everything. There's a lake, there's Houston. Like, yeah. it, that's kind of an anomaly uh, nowadays, but um do you you see a difference in downtown I would think over the last couple of years I mean given we had a pandemic I mean things were what they were but Conroe somehow managed to like give it a, itself a facelift down there and you've been there long enough to know the difference talk about the excitement about that
2: yeah no I mean it's it's I was fearful like everybody else when uh when COVID hit I didn't know if we were going to kind of hit a brick wall down there you know with uh I mean the whole country was you know gripped with fear and you're being told to stay home you're being told not to do this and so I was like "Retail's like what yeah Yeah. so it was it was definitely scary there for a minute Um, but we have a lot of good people that are you know investing money and time in downtown Conroe Mm -hmm. Uh, the people that own our building Robert and Janice Sokolski they've uh, they've gone above and beyond to to not only put money into our building and, and what we're doing, but you know, they own several other buildings like, uh, where MoCo food hall is going. Okay. Um, and they're, they're putting a lot of money in renovating that, that building. And, uh, they own the building where it used to be Martins hall, where it's supposed to be uh, steak in Bordeaux going okay. in. So, uh, you know, them along with several other people that have, uh, really made sure that things kept moving forward. Uh, you know, during those tough times. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh. Do you uh, do you have a wish list for Conroe as far as what you want it to look like, what you maybe hope are the plans moving forward? I mean, obviously infrastructure is gonna be a, a thing of development because it's yeah. just the influx of population. Do you have anything you kind of really hope is at the top of that list?
2: Well man, I really <clears throat> like the, the direction that downtown's heading because I like every like I everything down there is a unique business. <clears throat> Uh, you don't have a bunch of chains down there, um, which I personally like, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, we have enough chains if you get out, out to I-45 or whatever, you know. but and, and there's nothing wrong with chain restaurants or chain, you know, retail stores, but it's, it's nice to go somewhere where it feels like uh, you're not going to replicate this exactly somewhere else. It's more intimate, you know? too. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but, I mean, my biggest wish list uh, is more more retail and stuff downtown uh you know i don't i don't want to offend anyone but if we if we had a few less attorney's offices and we could you know this could really be uh you know one of the more unique downtowns in the state if you if you could you know yeah. revamp some of that stuff or yeah incentivize you know incentivize something to where they could you know move or yeah. do something different than taking up prime yeah, retail you spot.
0: have to do that because there's not like there's a open lot in downtown conroe to put a different building right yeah, in the middle yeah. unless you know you start going different directions of course but yeah i hear you there's there's it would be cool to have sort of a mini uh you know i don't want to say like market street or you know grand central downtown because you don't want chains but it would be nice to have just a steady stream of just like here's a route we're gonna walk in yep. Conroe, and it's a huge square, you know, two square mile radius, yeah. or whatever, and they're all local businesses and it's all retail. So I'd like to see some more food stuff go into, yeah. you know, that's more local feel maybe. And and I know we've got some really good ones down here. You have a go to down here as far as man, you're it's lunchtime, you got to pick something up because uh you know you're on the run is there something you kind of is your go-to down here oh man without offending people no all of them he said yeah
2: no i love uh i've always been been a big fan of red brick tavern Mm -hmm. um you know pacific yard house is good um i'm excited for uh the new noodle bar that's opening up the dragon Ball c oh wow um i don't know if you've ever had the tasty asian food truck Mm -mm. but it's a really good food truck and then he's opening up a uh a noodle bar as well, like right up uh, behind the corner pub. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's exciting. Uh, our place, 202 Main, we're serving food now. We're not open for lunch yet, but we're open for uh, dinner six nights a week. Oh, wow. So, I didn't
0: know that. Okay. Yeah. What kind of, so, What? give us an idea of the menu. Is it just a full dinner menu, kind of a little bit of everything? Or yeah, it... it's
2: a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, uh, we don't have a huge kitchen, so we don't have a huge, huge menu. Yeah. But uh, everything on the menu is really, really good. But sandwiches, we've got a bunch of uh, different egg rolls and flatbreads, and uh, just a bunch of good like comfort food and stuff yeah. like that.
0: Sometimes so. too many choices is a bad thing. <laughs> like I, I would just prefer like a four-item menu, you know. Uh-huh. And and uh, so how did so is the food industry kind of its own different beast, like from what you're used to, and is it better, same, worse, or is it just kind of you felt like you needed to expand to kind of compete? I don't know.
2: Yeah, no, we felt like we needed to expand to, uh, you know, I mean, serving food, it's a lot better. You can keep people there longer, um, you know, your average ticket prices go yeah. up, everything, you know, um, and it just becomes a more fun place to hang out, you know, besides just having right. drinks, you know. Right. Um, so that was kind of the reason behind it, but it's definitely uh, definitely a learning process. Um, I would say the restaurant side of things has been you know definitely challenging and I mean we're doing I feel like we're doing a good job but yeah it's it's a, a lot to learn but again the only way to do it is to kind of jump in and and see what you got to do you know
0: that's crazy yeah I'm I had a family I grew up around the restaurant business and man it just seemed like they were just it was just you know can till can't and it was like <laughs> Sun up to sundown and and I I don't didn't look like it was really worth it sometimes but (laughs) but you know you go back to that whole I was my own boss thing and that's good but you're offering you're kind of differentiating yourself because you got a little bit of every kind of flavor you get some food you get some so there's different attractions I guess yeah I don't do you uh any live entertainment or do you have an area do you have some of that yeah we have uh, been over there I'm gonna have to get there
2: we have an indoor stage and then we also have a really big outdoor stage in the courtyard area okay so uh, we can do inside or outside with the music um we normally have live music uh friday saturday and sunday um and then oftentimes on thursday as well like last night since there was an event we had live music really but yeah so friday nights and saturday nights and then sunday uh, starts usually about one o'clock so local uh-huh, folks. A lot of local people uh in and around texas type stuff yeah and uh we're gonna start trying to get some bigger names in the back too, because we have uh, we have quite a bit of space back there for for concerts. So. Wow.
0: Okay. Nice. Yeah. Well, we might have to do an on location podcast over there.
2: I've been telling Dick, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I'm sure that's on his calendar. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, how's the fair effect? Any anything with your with that side of your business? Like people are kind of going out there for the next week or so i mean is, do you see anything does it affect y'all at all
2: uh, there's a little bit of influx of business uh you know just people more out and about and things like that uh it definitely we definitely pick up customers for that for uh for branding iron and mm. people want to get you know their stuff branded and stuff for out there and uh so just before i came here people were picking up shirts and stuff and really yeah that's awesome so, yeah, it definitely definitely gets everybody in the community excited.
0: Yeah. Well, so are you, uh, as we talk about Conroe and just kind of what's going on, you mentioned what your wish list might be. Um, what What is a concern for business owners as you have this sort of incremental growth? Like we are outrunning the nation in growth, right? Fastest-growing city in the country. So what is a concern – for business owners that are local that want to keep that local flavor, obviously, which downtown is, we're gonna keep that, I think. But so, what do you have any concerns? Do you have any kind of growing pain fears that are out there?
2: Well, oh, man, I'd always just say like, you know, it's kind of that thing like, you know, walk before you run. Yeah. Um. A lot of times when things are are flying and going fast, you know, you skip some of the basic steps trying to go too fast, and you know, those kind of things can get you in trouble and you know, make things harder than they had to be. Yeah, what, just,
0: like what? What? Give us an example.
2: Uh, I mean, just you know, like I mean, I would say like even as we've been trying to kind of roll out 202 with uh, food and everything, uh, we've been trying to take it like slowly instead of yeah. instead of open up right away, seven days a week, lunch, dinner, all hundred items kind of stuff. on yeah. the menu. Yeah, exactly. So I've been trying just to take it slow and make sure that everybody knows what they're doing on the basic steps before you know just trying to push it so hard that you're you're making a lot of mistakes you know yeah and and on top of that right now i mean we're still facing a terrible a terrible shortage of people that want to work you know so it's hard to it's we don't we really don't have the people right now really to uh, to roll it out super fast you know so so you're feeling
0: that too yeah all it's, a, it's
2: everywhere wow
0: so okay so you're hoping conroe doesn't try to run before it can walk and you know just for the sake of being on some list somewhere that says you're growing super fast right and so are you I mean there's good things there's bad things with growth right um are you considering any sort of I mean you're kind of at home right down here in this cozy little you know main street and all this but locations expansion like you're just right in your sweet spot of the size you want to be or is it is there something on the horizon is there a 10-year plan at all
2: uh no not really right now uh my i'm just trying to master this this new business uh but you know i'm sure as that happens then you know that kind of stuff could definitely come up you know as far as Expanding or potential second locations and things like that, um, but like I said, I just want to—I want to make sure I'm doing everything right with this one before I get to that point.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, and in that at that time, so you have something your daughter can take over, right? She's right. out of college, yeah. she's got a degree, and there you go, she lands right into a business. So, yeah. But it doesn't maybe sound like that might be what she's <laughs> real <laughs> passionate about right now. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, uh, man, give some – let's say there's people here, as we kind of close up here, this this conversation, there's people that have moved to Conroe, obviously. Let's say they didn't go to school here, been here maybe three or four years. Give them a couple of things that, that you're most proud of about the city if you were going to sit people down and go, man, you really don't need to take this part for granted. This is what – and then – hey, uh, here's how I suggest you getting involved in the city. Because like you said, we all kind of rally around each other. Help them feel like they can be one of those people who are from here. So two-part question. Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, number one, I mean, one of the things I'm most proud about about the city is uh, their commitment to the arts. Mm. Uh, A lot of people don't realize that what we have here with having two theaters that are putting on productions and shows and one that's like, you know, so classical in the Crichton, mm-hmm. uh, people don't realize that. Um, but a lot of a lot of places locally, you have to go into the big city like Houston or something like that to get quality entertainment like that. And they have that right here in Conroe. So with uh, both the theaters, the Crichton and the Owen, mm-hmm. they're constantly putting out shows. So each of them do six shows a season. Uh, there's also the Con- Conroe Art League and all the stuff that they do so i mean there's a big commitment to the arts here and a lot of small towns don't have that mm. so uh, i think it's a very unique thing that we have and that it's really nice that the city and everybody is committed to helping those programs um, and then the second part What was the second part
0: yeah so if you're gonna have somebody that's new to the community feel more like they've been here, maybe that they're organically part of the family. Yeah. What can they do to sort of get out there and, and take steps to be active?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would just say uh, get involved in in really any type of programs. But, I mean, uh, you know, one of the nonprofits that I, uh, I'm i involved with is uh, Project Mentor. Mm. And uh, what a friend of mine from high school named Angela Matthews. Okay. She started it, and it involves all the schools in CISD, and it's kids that are struggling or may not have two parents at home, and you just go and you meet with them uh, at the school once a week. You have lunch with them, but a program like that—I uh, mean, I've been—I've been a big supporter. Uh, I'm really passionate about it because. You're giving back to kids, but at the same time, those kids are giving back to you and the program gives back to you. Mm. So it's like you get plugged in. Uh, it's just like anything else. If you get plugged in with a church or you get plugged in with, yeah. you know, a club or whatever. But, you know, if you can get plugged in with something where you're giving back at the same time, that's kind of the best of both both worlds, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. And I actually I have a friend that teaches at Oak Ridge that is in charge of their mentor uh system or the mentor program so yeah that's fairly new is it not
2: yeah i mean it's uh i mean it's been growing uh, yeah i mean she's been adding on to different different uh schools over the years yeah um i've actually been doing it i think since it started so my first kid was like in the fifth grade when we met and then we went all the way through graduation wow and uh we still meet up and see each other you know usually at least once a month and uh just something like that man i mean it's just something that it really does make you feel like a part of the community you're plugging in with kids you're plugging in with other adults that want to see kids do good so you know well and
0: to your point earlier about struggling to find people to work like that might be a pipeline for employees too like yeah, for no bus- local business owners i mean you went this care. you know walk this person all the way through if they don't go to college like there they are, yeah. and, and they might be available, and you might have a workforce right there if people pay attention.
2: Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a great point.
0: So, man, uh, I've enjoyed it. Uh, give us like a little, I don't know, 30-second commercial for all your businesses and kind of <laughs> help have it, let us know when, where to find you, what's exciting that's coming up for you guys, and, and just maybe hours and, and specials you got going on.
2: Okay. Uh, so, yeah, business number one is Branding Iron Custom Goods. Uh, located in downtown Conroe next to the Crichton Theater. Um, You can find us online at shopbrandingirontx.com. We're open Monday through Saturday, uh, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., and then we're also open for any special events going on downtown. We stay open late and stuff. Um, Then my wife's business is Switch Hair Studio, which is just a few doors down. And um, she's, uh, oh, they're open by appointment only. So um, I think they're normally open Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, but okay. just depending on appointments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then our newest business is 202 Main, which is a bar, restaurant, uh, event hall, live music venue. And it's, uh, you can find us online at 202MainConroe.com. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram on both of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, keep up with what events we're doing. But we do lots of unique events, so uh, a, lot of, a lot of fun things, a lot of, a lot of good things to do with your wife, date night, and things like that. So
0: That's awesome, man. It's been good having you. Uh, you're taking over the entire Main Street, it sounds like. <laughs> and so we're going to just let uh, Keith just move his way all, all the way down the street. So with that, he's been Keith Krueger. Uh, we've been The Bridge Podcast. Stay connected. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this week's episodes of The Bridge Podcast. It was exciting to hear from two new people that... You may not have known that well. I know I didn't, and it was just awesome to hear their heart for the city. So it was great to hear from Keith. It was great to hear from John. And as always, tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. for the Bridge Podcast on IRLoneStar.com backslash TBPTX. Stay connected.